0: hello and welcome to the latest this is the music meets podcast i'm absolutely delighted to be joined by steve kenny and mark who of course are from the heavy north who back in april released one of the albums of the year in electric soul machine lads thanks very much for coming on today how are you all doing
1: yes Sam, thanks very much yeah thanks right, for having us
2: yeah cheers
0: mark Great stuff! Really looking forward to this, and um, obviously, as you guys know, here at this, at this is the music. We like to shine a light on bands and artists like the Heavy North, who are obviously emerging on this sort of very exciting um, new music scene that we've seen over the last sort of well twelve, twelve to eighteen months or so. So, for you three, have there been like any bands or maybe a solo artist that have kind of like caught caught your eye that you're you know that you're really digging?
1: Um, constantly, yeah. Um, at the minute, um, it's just absolutely loads. Um, psycho comedy, really good. Um, Mexican Dogs, I've been enjoying what they're being putting out. Yeah, like them. Um, what
3: I played with recently was really good. Like all the artists on that kind of like up and coming Liverpool, scene, like everyone on that on that bill. Uh, the month of campbellers, like they're all ones to watch. I think that was a decent lineup.
2: Yeah, there's some great artists in with the um, the kind of In Your Ears crowd as well that we've kind of got to know over the past 18 months or so. So he likes to shed yeah. projects and JT's yes, 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 and artists yeah. like that.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm loving loving Jay as well. He's one of the, you know, how he's not got a deal yet, I, I do not know. But hey, <laughs> that's another story. Um, so what's the, we're going to come on and we're going to talk about the album um, Electric Soul Machine. Um, And the upcoming tour, obviously, that starts next month um, in a little bit. But before we do, I'd just kind of like to know a little bit of background into you three personally. So how did you kind of like first get into music? Have you got any like, you know, first memories, um, you know, of, 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 you know, picking up the guitar or or anything like that at all?
1: Um, I first started getting into music. I used to, I used to, my dad used to be cutting the grass in the garden. And he'd always be playing like Fleetwood Mac, The Rolling Stones, Van Morrison, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I got every. I was probably one of the people who got caught on the Oasis wave when they were out. Um, and everyone wanted to play guitar then. It was like oh, you know, you got into Oasis, Oasis, Ocean Colour Scene, Paul Weller, stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, everyone wanted to pick the guitar up then. I think, and um, luckily for me, there was free. Uh, Less of free lessons going on around the corner from where I lived so me and a few mates went to do that when we were about 17 I never even used to sing never used to single or, or play on, and wow. I used to just I used to just sing to accompany me playing the guitar and yeah. it turns wow. out that I'm a much better singer than I am guitarist <laughs>
0: <laughs> brilliant and how about you Mark
3: um I wish mine sounded like I had some kind of like you know moments where I saw it all come together so and I think I, th- I as far as I remember, I, I just I started playing drums when I was like eight, but it was more like an after school thing. It was just like, right. I this like music service. It was like, well, it was just like I, I can't remember how it came up. It's just something I started doing. I wasn't, I was in like the percussion groups and orchestras, like like the, the set of music service. And then when I was like 13, that's like, like Kenny said at some point, everyone just wants to pick up the guitar, don't they? Yeah. I would to be school, so I like started learning guitar. And then someone just turned around to me, Mark, you play drums, don't you? I was like, oh, yeah.
2: We were playing our bands. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, then it's just, and then I just kind of, I just kind of did it. Since then, just not look back. I, I, and so yeah, that was it, really. Sure. And and how about for you, Steve? Um, I started probably playing. Uh, I played bass guitar in high school. So I think when I got got to and fifteen Um, again, quite similar. I was in um, a little circle of mates, and we thought it'd be quite cool to so maybe a, a bit on that Oasis scene, um, a little yeah. bit, and. Um, I ended up being lumped with the bass. Uh, I kind of learned that for a couple of years. But then when I was about 16, 17, and one of my first bands, I actually um, I met Kenny um, through that. So um, I joined the band with Kenny and a few lads from, from over his ways um, playing bass. And then um, after a couple of years, I played in and out of various bands and I ended up moving on to playing keyboards. I just end up just being kind of given a, a little kind of lucky Casio high school keyboard to have a go at and then. <laughs> Since then, I have uh, I mean, it's kept me on my toes, to be fair, because I I don't think I'm a... I'm, I am i do not class myself as a kind of accomplished keys player, so it kind of keeps me on my toes, whereas I'm, I'm still all right on the bass, I like to think anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you sound pretty good to me, so... Thanks for me. So how then, um, obviously, you just mentioned there, um, like, Steve, Kenny, obviously, you got to kind of look together from, like, the local, you know, music scene. So then how then did that all come together
1: then with with the heavy north um well i've i've been in a band with jose for for years like probably for about 12 years something like that me and jose have been playing together um and then the our last our last band's just like you know fizzled out you yeah know, it was one of them it just run its course kind of thing and um we we were just saying, oh, we're gonna to have to do so. You know, you you can leave it for a little bit, but then you get bored. You know yeah. What I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, you know, you're gonna to have to start talking to people in the house. <laughs> so um, so yeah, so uh, me and me and were like, yeah, we'll we'll start and we'll start a new project. We'll try and t- t- talk something out, So a new new Jose was still game, and then. Steve, someone who I've been, like, ever since I was in a band with him when we were, like, 20, like, 18, 20, Um, I've always tried to get him in whatever band I was in. And he's always <laughs> fucked me off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll come down for a jam. Yeah, yeah. Sounds, <laughs> you, yeah. Make, you make uh, it sound bad, mate. <laughs> hey, they, hey. But the, well, that was when he answered the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, you are through to Stephen Penn. Uh, my uh, my phone right now. if you leave a message? Brilliant. Right. We never we never got back. <laughs> yeah, look, luckily, uh, we were at we were at one one of our mutual friends' weddings. And um, I think I called I I him when he was a bit drunk outside. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I was like, "That right you? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing musically at the minute?" Yeah. And he was like, "Oh well, not enough because he was in a, he was been in a band for a while and you missed um, yeah Wicked, Wicked Whispers." And um, they just um, they just come to to an end, and so I was like, "Right, we're going for a champ. We're going for a champ.
0: <laughs> right now, yeah." <laughs> and, uh,
1: yeah. Jose, I've got a keys player.
0: <laughs> that was it, yeah.
1: It was like the Blues Brothers. I was just turning up. I beat at random venues like that. Right, you're coming. You're coming. <laughs> Band back together.
0: Yeah. yeah. And Mark, with Mark, was you already... In, in the band at that point, or was you sort of, you know almost like dragged by the sounds of that's what happened with Steve.
3: A <laughs> bit. I didn't actually know anyone. Um, I, I didn't know any of the lads. Um, I'd heard of Jose through his recording studio, and I'd heard of um, Jacoby, Kenny, and uh, Jose's previous bands. Right. But I was doing I was doing like bits of session work there. I was between bands, mm-hmm. and I was doing bits of studio stuff, bits of live stuff for bands. And I think, I think Kenny caught wind of me. Uh, I think he, um, yeah. I think I, I can't, I can't remember what it was. I think I had something online or.
1: <laughs>
3: Sorry, Kenny's having a.
2: <laughs> <I> just... <laughs> like, well, that, it's like, like the old national lottery finger coming up. the <laughs> sky. <laughs> <laughs> I weird. felt like it was coming up the screen there. I felt, I
3: felt, <laughs> like, I, felt I felt in, in there. Yeah, right. Then I got invited. I think I just got invited down the studio. I think, I think. I can't. I can't. I think. I think it was that, and then um, I got invited down to the studio for the jam. I don't think Andy was there at this point. But wow, I met I Kenny, Ste, and Jose, and we had a jam, didn't we? Yeah.
2: That,
3: that's how I got involved, like through that.
2: And that was about two thousand and eighteen, I think. More earlier.
3: Earlier was like late twenty seventeen. I remember because I, I was. I remember the gigs. I was wrapping up around then. I had nothing. On, I had nothing on basically, and Kenny yep. messaged me. and was like. Oh yeah, something new, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: brilliant stuff. So it's kind of like sort of just sort of fast forwarding, um, like a little bit to be honest. Obviously, you guys are quite active, aren't you? Across um, across like social media, and obviously you know keeping in touch with with all the heavy north um uh, the fans and stuff. So do you kind of like enjoy like that side of things? Um, and do you feel that like social media has been a good tool, uh, for the band?
2: We let Steve oh. do it. Let <laughs> Yeah, to be fair, I do. Um, I do um, quite a lot of social media for the for, for the band as well, and I think it was something which really took off during the the first lockdown in yeah. um, in in twenty twenty, and we kind of thought, well, we can't be performing live, so we want to utilise this as best as we can. Uh, and because I'm I'm quite uh, I'm quite helpless when it comes to like the studio stuff um, oh, nice. and some of, some of the technical stuff, so I thought I can't really be doing a lot of the the kind of production stuff. But what I can do is know how to send a tweet out here and there. So we're quite fortunate as a band. That I think there's different skill sets within within the membership. So like um, obviously Ke- Kenny's uh, our kind of main songwriter. We've come up with a lot of the ideas for some of the tracks. Um, and Mark and Jose within their own rights are, are producers as well. And both yep. Andy and Jack as well. Um, uh they both of them are techie guys as well they, they know the way around a lot of the kind of mixing desks and pedal boards and that kind of stuff so with the social media it kind of took off during the first lockdown uh and we tried to utilize as best we can did some like live streams um, and i think when we started getting a bit of momentum and um, probably in about uh, mid 2020 um, mm-hmm. we we to kind of build up to release our first ep yeah um, and that kind of helped and particularly the Twitter community as well because I think when the band started out I wasn't really into Twitter that much I used to do it to you know have a rant about Evan every now and again or look at the footy scores and stuff but <laughs> it wasn't um, I wasn't using necessarily the band's kind of platform um, but then we met obviously people like yourselves through, through social media um, a lot of the Innuers community. and community um, got to give a shout out to Dan Potter as well yeah. um, who kind of got in touch with us and said do you want to join one of his, his listening parties and then yeah. uh, since then I think we're quite fortunate that we kind of built a bit of a fan base and a bit of a demand there. So when it came to releasing that EP in 2020, and then fast and, uh, fast forward to this year with the album, um, I like to think we kind of built a bit of a demand for it. Because um, as, as, as I've heard Ken say before, it's like there's no point putting an album out and no one's going to listen to it. So I think we, we were able to get to a level where I think there was a, de- a demand for it. And that kind of led to why we we wanted to put um, give the first 150 people the opportunity to put, to put the name in, in the yeah. sleeve. And if I'm right, mate, I think yours is in there as well. Yes,
0: I am. Yes, it was a fantastic gesture. And um, well, I won't, I won't open it up now. It'll take me too long to find it with my eyesight. But um, no, I, I mean, I think little things like that personally, I think go quite a long way. So I think it was, um, it was a great call. Um, oh, nice one. To, to yeah, it was Ken's out. idea. I can't take credit for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, Kenny. That's what I'm going to say. It's yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. So obviously there, yeah, we've just, um, <laughs> we've obviously <laughs> just touched on um, uh, the album um, just there. And obviously it's been fantastically um, well received, um, you know, across, you know, the fan base and obviously like critically as well. So was you, all, you know, how pleased are you with with the reaction that you've had to it?
1: Yeah, we're over the moon with it, to be honest. Um, it's so nice as well because we've had a lot of these songs for for a while. So, you know, w- giving people the opportunity to actually learn the words. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, which which does me massive favours because obviously if I forget them and to see someone singing them back to me, it's like that, yeah. It happened to us in Manchester. <laughs> I think it was um, Roy Foster. Roy Foster was singing about all the words, and I was like, that oh. odd. Shit, Oh, will get static, but I Yeah, just give it one of them. Just flag it and pop really? the mic. Go like, on, go
0: on. <laughs> You'll always, definitely, always <laughs> get someone.
1: Do I like, can <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Brilliant, and, and obviously you, you you just touched on there. Um, obviously with uh, with Jose being um uh, sorry Jose being obviously like one of your sort of sound engineer type things, and obviously with with the studio as well that he's got, um that he's got hold of. So that's obviously where you recorded it. Was it quite an easy process for you to like to go from you know sort of like. Practice rooms and, and hearing it, and then going sort of you know doing the sort of techie stuff and and actually getting it down you know on obviously vinyl and 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 every other platform.
1: Yeah, it's just like a natural progression um, because it, I mean you know obviously we've got the massive luxury of having Jose as our producer and our own studio, so it alleviates a lot of the pressure that bands feel going into a studio. You know we're there every week, yeah. So you know people, some people go into a studio and completely fall to bits. Yeah. especially when you know the pay paying paying by, by the minute or whatever it may be. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah you know we thought so,
3: we know we're in next week so
1: it's uh... yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh we haven't done the vocals oh well <laughs> tomorrow <laughs> yeah you know so it, it sounds i mean the way we've been working it is um we've been get like doing um just like a general getting a general track down like a just like the rhythm rhythm section and, uh, well, uh, guys, isn't it? And then yeah. Mark gets the drums down and we just build everything around now. So, yeah, it's, it's it's an easy progression and, you know, everyone's quite competent, so, yeah. I think it's, we had yeah. our own
2: challenges because a lot of it was during that lockdown period as well and it was kind of like intermittent uh, lockdowns. So, at one point, we yeah. are like, hey, we can all get back into at the same time, we can all do our parts and stuff like that. But most of it was kind of chipped away over a number of months uh, between the lockdowns when we could. Um, so... We, there was only probably a handful of times when all kind of fivers um, were all in um, in the studio um, at the same time. And it is worth mentioning, um, uh, we, we recorded the album as a five piece, but then Jack, uh, our sixth member, joined us earlier this year following the yeah. release of the album. Um, so, yeah, we all kind of chipped away. That album over probably period of about six to, six to eight months, I think. Um, and being honest, we actually wanted to release it a bit earlier. So the recording part, like you said, the actual kind of coming together and making the album... As Ken said, it was it, it's quite a natural progression for the bands uh, and ourselves. But the difficult was the difficulty was committing to getting the vinyl um, produced because mm. then we had these big global manufacturing delays, uh, and we kind of already put our eggs in one basket and said, yeah, we're going to release it on vinyl. And we didn't want to have one of these releases where it's on Spotify and then you got to wait nine months to get, to get the vinyl. We kind yeah. of thought it's worth kind of sitting on that and waiting for that vinyl. So um, in a way, we we would have ideally released at the end of last year, at the end of uh, 2021. But as it worked out, it kind of, even though um, uh, it was a bit delayed, it could have been an awful lot worse, you know. And I know there's a lot of artists as well, and we are fortunate in a position that we have got it. But there's bands now are still waiting 18 months for, for vinyl releases. So in a way, it has we, we we do count ourselves as quite being quite fortunate with that, Mark.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. I think I remember um, seeing some of the, um, I think it was on the Instagram videos, I think with the, you know, popping in and out of the studio. And as you yeah. just said there with all the delays, I mean, I can only imagine what that must be like. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that you're getting lots of people going, when's it out? When's it out? Like, you know, quite a lot. And it's not just one person, It's you know, probably hundreds and you're probably like... You know, are all, all the best will in well, the world, you know. We, we all yeah. just need as well, well, especially
1: when we
2: don't even know ourselves. <laughs> yeah, know. yeah, that's the. So,
1: well, let's
2: do that, <laughs> they told us this.
1: <laughs> that's yeah. it. and the thing,
2: and the thing was because, um, uh, like we said before, I, I, I um, you know, all the lads have got access to the social media stuff, but I do quite a lot of the posts and stuff. But then I was thinking, lads, we, we've taken money off people here, like last August, yeah. and and the vinyls not, not here, yeah. What what are, what are we telling people? And then we're not getting told the kind of accurate stuff either. And it made it a bit worse that we had everyone's names uh, kind of on the artwork as well. So people yes. are sitting there going, oh, I'll have it for Christmas. I think, <laughs> oh, God, he's he's been optimistic, do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but luckily, um, it kind of landed with us the end of March um, yeah. with the vials. So then we thought, right, we'll get the digital land up, the CDs and all that. But yeah. Um, yeah. We, were, we were in intending to do a kind of our, our own UK tour in April. Um, which, but because we weren't too sure when the final was going to arrive, we end up pushing yeah. the whole tour back. Yeah. So in a way, it's worked out well. That, um, like Ken touched on before, we get a chance to get our fans and followers to know the the songs and learn <laughs> the lyrics. <laughs> six months later,
0: for the tour, def- definitely. And, and and just sort of um, you just mentioned um, sort of live you know live gigs there. Um, obviously back at the start of the year, you obviously played uh, the very world famous um, uh, Cavern Club um obviously it was recorded um as part of the BBC uh, introducing wasn't it and obviously it's up on your um your YouTube channel um which yeah. for those that haven't seen it yet I highly recommend you do because it is it is fantastic and it just gives another sort of um you know flavour and an avenue in into the album um so so for you guys then was was that kind of like the first time we'd ever played at the cavern club and if so was it you know what was the experience like and it and, and did it like you know meet um uh, meet expectations
1: yeah, I've played there before. <laughs> <laughs> I've played there a few times. Oh, oh the, the, the the she was lost on me ages ago. <laughs> That's the, the time I played. I played. I yeah, it was the best time I played there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There. The last
0: time he's, I played, he's dragging it back.
3: Yeah. Yeah. The last We're time I
1: played.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mark. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, what? Is, sorry, my. Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry, sorry, I was just right. last time
3: I played it, there was no one there, and I think we made two quid. <laughs> <That's outrageous. laughs> we were chuffed. because we, we made a profit. <laughs> I remember, our guitarist came through with like I think I think it was like two pounds and drinks tokens. I was like, look, lads, we did We made money.
1: It's, <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a viable <laughs> business. <laughs>
2: No, that, that that gig was um, was was uh, I think that was a, a big kind of landmark thing for the band as well because not only did we have it uh, the opportunity to have it recorded for the BBC, mm-hmm. um, but with it being a Wednesday night in January where you wouldn't have thought a lot of people might be going out, you know, um, people saving money, people on diets, That's, you know, yeah.
1: dates after lockdown as
2: well, <laughs> yeah, the lockdowns mm-hmm. as well, and I think. Um, what also, we can't talk for granted. It was it was uh, Jack's first uh, gig with us as well. So it was our first performance as a six-piece. Yeah. Um, yeah, sure. So he was kind of thrown at the deep end there. Um, and I remember a couple of days before the cabin gig, we were on the radio and um, it was me and Jack doing an interview. And Jack was going, I haven't even played a gig with the lads yet. What am, what am I saying here on a, on, on BBC? <laughs> but um, I think that, that was, for me, that I think that was such a big stepping stone for, for, for the band as a whole. It was our first performance as a six-piece. But yeah. selling out... A venue like the Cavern on a Wednesday night in January—I don't think we could have really asked for more. So when the opportunity came to kind of capture that, and record it, like you say, it's, it's on our YouTube now. If any listeners and viewers want to take a look, um, I think that was a a, a good moment for us. And we thought, right, there's a there's a there's a thirst now for the album, and that was you know two three months later, it was in people's hands. So it was a good uh, say really good stepping stone for us uh, to start the year off as well. Yeah sure and and, and talking of um, obviously
0: other iconic venues obviously in, in the city, um, obviously you played at the uh, M&S uh, Bank Arena obviously uh, back in uh, 2020 obviously part of the um, Liverpool uh, Digital Music Festival so obviously unfortunately obviously we, we've touched on throughout this obviously that was smack bang in the middle of the, uh, of, of, of the lockdown but I'm guessing maybe at one point an ambition within the band to maybe to get back there and play in, in, in front of
1: a full house? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. We I wouldn't played mind. The capacity venue.
3: We played, the, we played that arena at capacity. We've done it. It's done. Yeah. No,
1: one else, no one else was allowed in. It. <laughs> yeah. So sold out.
3: Yeah, yeah,
2: well, there you go, yeah. <laughs> oh, there's
3: an, I mean, there's an asterisk next to
2: it, but we yeah. can't <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it, it was a boss gig, boss gig, that one. I think it was just a, a bit of a surreal experience as well. Um, You know, we, we'd all been to that arena in, in, in different uh, different guises, really, yeah. but to actually uh, play it and for it to be streamed live. And what, what people may not have noticed is you, is you don't kind of hear uh, a lot when you're there because it was essentially we had maybe one or two monitors between us i think or maybe not even any monitors it was right. getting streamed live so you, you didn't quite you didn't get a reaction off the crowds didn't get like there wasn't really an atmosphere except it was just kind of being in order playing it yeah. 11,000 people yeah.
1: recording it well you could fellow the, the sound extra was giving one of them yeah <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> lads, <brilliant. laughs>
2: Well, yeah, that, that was an experience, that one. That was definitely one for the, uh, yeah, one for the books for the band, that one. Um, yeah. So, yeah, the Arena and the Cavern were, were quite fortunate. It's been a, quite a good, good few years there. Yeah, definitely. And, and obviously, um, you've got
0: an eight-day um, tour coming up, obviously, across across the well, Scotland and, and obviously England. Uh, you're going to be taking in Edinburgh, Glasgow, Newcastle, Hull, Birmingham, Newport, London, and of course, Liverpool. Um, Obviously, I know that preparations and rehearsals are obviously well underway. So how excited um, are you guys to be going back out on the road again? And um, for people like myself that have unfortunately not had the chance to to
2: catch you live yet, what, what can we expect? Well, I, I was going to say, Mark, probably one of the most excited members of the band because he's just been setting up our, our in ear rig, like our in ear monitoring systems. Uh, right. Okay.
3: Yeah, that's Is all set up man? now. I'm terrified it's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> I've,
2: entered that, I've entered that stage
3: of it, but yeah, um, it's going to be it's going to be a weird gig. It'll be that um, we've been planning for a while to switch to like an in ear monitor setup, so no wedges, no amps on stage. Everything's either going through the front of house uh, speakers. Mm -hmm. Or some wireless headphones that everyone's wearing for monitoring. But it's the first time we'll be doing that as a band and it are getting it's getting a road test like on tour. So I'm for, like, I am hoping to troubleshoot everything I can before we go out, but I'm more nervous about that right now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah,
1: so we you just can just expect us all give a <laughs> math dirty looks on stage, go fuck <laughs> hell <man." laughs>
0: I can see. I'm gonna <laughs> be
1: watching this
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. fucking laughs> shit. You just beat <laughs>
3: everyone because here's the thing, we we'd be playing and not be able to hear anything, but it won't sound like that for fun's house. So if you see everyone on stage panicking and looking at each other, you know,
2: our headphones are fails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it, it's going to be, um, we, we can't wait to get out there again, Mark. And I think um, yeah. it's a chance for us to play those uh, those album tracks live. Mm-hmm. And because of the way that we recorded Electric Soul Machine, there were some tracks there that we didn't actually all perform together on. Um, So yeah. uh, over the past couple of months, we've had to kind of learn the songs as a full band ourselves. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's only a handful of tracks there which we'd all played as a unit together um so it's going to be um first time kind of playing practically the whole album um and the tour finishes with our hometown show in liverpool where we're going to be playing it from start to finish and we've invited yeah. some of the the guests who recorded on the album uh, to perform with us in liverpool as well so we've got yeah. a, a quartet saxophone player trumpet player backing singers the, the, the full works really yeah and um, so it, it's uh, you know i think for us that that's a a big way to kind of mark the album as well, and 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 kind of put a stamp on it. But yeah. it, we're just a bit gutted We couldn't take the whole kind of twelve piece on tour with us as well. But mm-hmm. at a band at our level, there's only so much we can do. But we're really looking forward to playing. We've never played in Scotland before, which I think is is a yeah. uh, you know oh, okay. as, yeah. as a band that's gonna it's gonna go off up there. Like um, yeah. I mean we were only tour we playing live for about a year before the pandemic, or you know a year or two. So we didn't really get out uh, an awful lot. So yeah, this September it's shaping up to be. It's to be quite a boss one for us. Yeah, sure. I mean, on I mean, when obviously
0: you probably probably heard all the stories. Scotland always pretty much goes off, doesn't it? So then are mad, oh, yeah. <laughs> been mad up there. So uh, <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be great. And and obviously the date there you just touched upon in in Liverpool sounds like that's going to be um, like the last night of the tour is obviously going to be a a great one. But just on um, still on the subject of, of playing live, obviously with when the album came out, obviously you did a little. Uh, I think you played Wax and Beans, and, and there was a couple of other sort of like in store um acoustic uh sort of gigs that you did for you know to coincide obviously with um uh record store day wasn't there so sort of how did that sort of decision come about to go and do those those type of gigs and 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 what was the experience for you guys like going from you know with everyone in the band there to you know just sort of you know three four of you in there
1: yeah no, it was sad um you know as, as i said earlier everyone's quite accomplished but i mean the we were looking obviously we were releasing the album, so it was important that we done something to coincide with it. And it just so happened Record Store Day was just a really good opportunity. And you know, we from Twitter we had the likes of contacts for Wax and Beans who were interested in putting us on and they've been, you know, really good supporters of us. So, you know, we were more than happy to get involved with them and then collecting um, collect and survive as well. They you know they were they've been really good too as well, the record shop in Crosby. So um, so, yeah, we were happy to just get in the shops and go and play in front of people and sh- show them something di- a bit different with the with the acoustic side of it. And then we did our phase one as well, finished in phase one. Yeah, so good, we did really, really
2: um, three in-store performances on that, on that, on that same day. Um, and, and we did kind of take different forms as well. So I think we start off as just myself, Kenny, Jose and Andy. And then uh, and then Mark joined us for the for, for the, the show in Liverpool that evening. But I yeah. think um for me personally as well, it was a good opportunity to meet some of the, the the kind of fans and followers that we hadn't even met in person yet. So we went to wax and beans and people getting, you know, photos with us and asked to sign sign the copies of the album and stuff. And I think we, we, as a band we'd never really had that opportunity before because that was just kind of coming out of the, the, the pandemic really. So. yeah, and
1: we just got the album. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, so it it did work out well, and and like I said said before, the the idea of releasing it, um, we didn't know it was going to be April, but when it fell, I kind of thought, well, there's an opportunity there to tie in with Record Store Day, the vinyls obviously kept us waiting for this long, so put it hand in hand with with UK Record Store Day, and yeah it it seems to go down really well but we did i suppose we also wanted to 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 push the kind of tour as well we we didn't want to do a massive show at quite short notice in april we kind of wanted to take our time with it and as ken said presenting these kind of album tracks in a bit of a different format a kind of stripped back thing i think it worked quite well i was quite proud of what we did on that day yeah no definitely i mean looking across the
0: videos again as i've mentioned before it, it looked you know it sounded fantastic to me and i think looking at the reaction from the people that that were fortunate enough to be there, it sounded like they had a you know a great great sort of afternoon you know great afternoon and obviously early evening. So, um, satisfy you, which is personally one of my favourite songs off of the album, is obviously going to be featuring on a new uh, documentary uh, about the rise of radio station XFM. So, when did you get when you when you got the call uh, for that? I'm guessing it was a bit of
2: a no brainer to say yeah we we'd love to be involved. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've got to thank um, thank our, our mate Dan Potter for that one, who, who got in touch and said there's an opportunity here, and uh, and I think um, and he he'd had a request off off a few colleagues that that we worked with before, um, Sally Newman from from the Songbird yeah. as well, um, and yeah, it was an absolute no brainer, and I think there was also that connection that Satisfy you particularly that track we released on New Year's Day, and that night, so New Year's Day night, um, mm. it got played on Radio X for the yeah. first time, which is essentially. I understand they are kind of different uh, broadcasting agencies, but it was a kind of rebrand of XFM as well. Yeah. yeah. And John, John Kennedy, who kind of played Satisfied You on New Year's Day, he's obviously the talking head in um, in the, the new documentary as well, the, the, the Rise of XFM. So I think it kind of all came a bit full circle. But the truth is, Mark, and... Being completely honest now, it might be a five-second clip, it could be a ten-second clip, or we might be at the very end of the credits. We're not too sure yet, but we're all <laughs> yeah. really excited to watch it. Like, <laughs>
3: <laughs> it'd be, it'd be a not to sound. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Here's an example
3: of a band that isn't going
2: to... <laughs> So, yeah, we're looking forward to that one. It's a great opportunity for us as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. And obviously, talking of, of, of more sort of opportunities, really, that you've had, obviously, uh, you were invited along to do the um, Tim Burgess um, Twitter listening party, work party, uh, obviously, just a few weeks ago. So, obviously, for those that don't know, obviously, the, the idea is you put the record on and, and the band, obviously, tweets away. So, <laughs> how was that like for you, Steve? I'm guessing that you were the man behind, in, in, in charge of doing the majority of the tweets. How did you find Fair that success. trying to get enough... T- nothing <laughs>
2: that the each song finished <laughs> yeah it, it, it was a bit of a stress to be fair um, because like, like I said to, um, before like I wasn't that into Twitter when, when the band started out and I've uh, started to get my head around but when we got that kind of opportunity to, to be featured on there it's a great platform to to, to, to get that, particularly our debut album to get it out there to the masses so there's me saying to the lads in the studio listen do us a favour join Twitter if you're not on it yet get, get on give us a hand with this because I'm going to be sn- a snooker to you because um, I was getting d- DMs as well off like the listening party page saying don't be retweeting that yet, you know, just keep keep me posts and it was just a, <laughs> it, was a, it was just a little bit manic, but um, it was a good opportunity for us and I think off the back of that we, um, we we I think we earned a few more fans and followers as well and obviously I think for people who've heard the album, um, I'd like to think it's quite a contagious kind of uh, effects on people. So even if you know someone might go oh, that 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 sounds good, it's not for me, but I know who will love this. I think we have a lot of those kind of fans and followers who have passed our name and music on to other people as well, a bit like yourself. And like I said before, a lot of the the, the people we've met over social media. Um, and I think the listening party had that that kind of same ripple effect.
0: Yeah, sure. Definitely. I mean, I, I was enjoying this. Any excuse, to, not that I need an excuse to listen to the album anyway, but you know, it's just nice <laughs> to, to get, you know, another sort of like little, little perspective, I guess, on, on, on what it meant for you guys, obviously, as, as we've discussed yeah. um, through this. So, We're just going to take a little short break away from music momentarily. Uh, I'm going to talk about football. So I know I'm not sure who supports who, but I know we've got a mixture of Liverpool and Everton fans uh, in the band. So who supports who? um, And how did you end up, uh, you know, supporting
1: the Reds or the Blues? Um, I support Liverpool. I'm named after Kenny Daglish. So... (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay, so you had amazing, you had
2: no choice there, by the sounds of it. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm uh, I'm the Everton uh, Everton fan, uh, alongside Andy, the bass player who sadly uh, couldn't join us tonight uh, on the call. Um, but yeah, uh, and Mark. What about yourself, mate? Um, I'm well, I'm I not think... really talking about football. <laughs> 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 My team are holding
0: it, holding the whole rest of the league up, but we're firmly on the bottom after. Uh, Liverpool let us down last night against <laughs> <that>. <laughs> oh, which I'm sure that obviously you, you're gonna you're gonna turn it around. I mean what sort of expectations have you got for, for both of you this year for Everton and, and Liverpool in terms of you know you know league or, or or cup you know cup runs or anything like that this year?
1: Um I think I think Liverpool are gonna have a slow start uh, as they have been so far. You think uh, <laughs> I don't really think an Evertonian's in any position to laugh at anyone. <laughs> but um, no, I think I, th- I think last season took a lot out, a lot out of us. It took a lot out of me. I'm I'm genuinely considering just having a year off, <laughs> just, just coming back next season. I'm not. I'm just thinking. I'm not doing football this season. I'm starting because I was last season. was just ruins me emotionally. <laughs> so
2: yeah. He sounds a bit like Klopp, doesn't he, Mark? He's like, "Oh, there's he too does. many games, the tires, <laughs> yeah. too much football to play here."
0: Well, having, you know, yeah, we, yeah, I'm, I'm just hearing
1: excuses. To be fair, well, we did play every single game we possibly could. Something that used to wouldn't know nothing about.
3: Ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, to be fair, we we did all right last year. We, you know, semi-finals of the cup, you know, European
2: <laughs> Cup. We we did all right.
1: Yeah, yeah. You well, I mean, got, got, got Steve.
2: Yeah, um, I mean, t- as long as we we stay up, um, I think that was the the, the battle for the second half of last season. Um, I'm happy for us to keep sticking with Frank for a little while. He seems to be saying and doing the right stuff. It's just this the, the plague with injuries and also the uncertainty of players' futures as well. Mm. I mean, we were on a um, we were doing a, a, an interview a couple of weeks back and I was asked about Anthony Gordon. I was like, he's staying, he's staying, and now even just tonight, <laughs> you know, there's, there's rumours that he's that he's going on with turned down bids. But it's one of them, I think. Um, yeah, we're used to being in the bottom half of the table. But looking at the league table now and seeing Liverpool just one point above us, it, it, it's a question. You know what I mean? But we're keeping it nice and cosy down there. Liverpool are just kind of tourists in the bottom after the, the league at the moment. Oh
1: yeah, we won't be there long. Don't worry no. about that. We won't be
2: there long.
1: <laughs> I mean, if if just want, we can have another. We can have another meeting in a, in a few weeks and we can discuss it then.
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll see you in London well. in September. Yeah.
3: See how everyone's <laughs> getting on. <laughs>
0: Brilliant, love it, love it, love it.
1: Oh, you should have seen me today, mate. You know what? I, I don't I don't really have a go with the Evertonians too much because, you know, if oh. anything, I feel sorry for them. <laughs> I feel sorry for them. And You should have seen the amount of people that walked over to my desk with proper big grins on their face. <laughs> and they were just like,
3: how are you glowing?
1: <laughs> how are you glowing? <laughs> oh, we got beat by manual away. Oh, terrible us.
2: It's small <laughs> wins. It's, you know, we, we, we take what we can get. Um, and, yeah, I think last night's result, yeah, a bit of a shock at that.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It, was, it was a bit of a surprise. I wasn't um, I wasn't expecting that. I, was, I thought we might uh, West Ham might move up uh, one place in the table, to be fair. So I'm, I'm most yeah. disappointed. I don't think well, the, the worst thing
1: about, about it is, though. We absolutely... We looked absolutely awful, though, that That's the worst thing about it. If, if we, um, you know... If we had a bit of bolsters and we got beat? I wouldn't have been as bothered, but we looked absolutely dog dogtired.
0: <laughs> yeah, agreed. Totally agree. Agree. So, um, we're going to go. We've obviously just been speaking there about the um about the starts of the season for our three prospective clubs. So, we're going to go back to the music, and uh, we're going to talk about um if you maybe had um like a musical time machine. What sort of era of music uh, would you like to travel back to uh, and why? And Mark, we'll, we'll come to you first on that one.
3: Oh, damn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Probably, I don't know. Um, the sort of 90s grunge kind of like punk sort of scene, like sort of like interest me. I think something like that. I'm not, I've never really been into like anything earlier than that. Enough to want to, to really want to be there. You know what I mean? Yeah maybe 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 going back way back to like 50s 60s kind of stuff just because it's it's where everything starts and that'd be interesting to see but but yeah that yeah sure just, okay. just, just nothing in between it's all crap in between
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and how about you steve what would, what would be your um sort of ideal
2: sort of moment for his musical history I mean, I think um for me it'd probably be the kind of late sixties. Um I think that kind of first kind of Woodstock era there when you got the likes of you know Hendrix kicking about. Um you got the Beatles, you've got the Stones, Led Zeppelin. I mean, all yeah. that kind of stuff is is right up my my street as well. I mean, I'm assuming the time machine is also a bit of a kind of it can move us around the world as well, you know. If, so, yeah, if you <laughs> yeah, if you want it to, yeah, do whatever but, you want. <laughs> and, um It'd be one thing to say, obviously, as has been um, uh, being from Liverpool, the idea that like, uh, you know, watching the Beatles before they were big, something like that would be amazing. Or, you know, yeah. the Quarrymen or something like that. I mean, for uh, me, mum and dad grew up with the whole Mersey beat scene um, in the 60s. Oh, wow. And uh, my dad's even got a photo, a school photo with Paul McCartney um, on the same photo as well. Yeah, yeah. Think- you know, being around that area would have been amazing. But for me, I think personally, yeah, the, the, the kind of Amer- more American kind of scene, particularly the, the, the kind of Hendrix stuff coming out there, Woodstock, um, all that would have been great for me. I'm also quite into some of the the uh, quite obscure psychedelic 60s stuff as well. Um, so, you know, obviously you've got, got like the, the doors, but some of the more obscure ones as well, um, the, the zombies, the animals, so some of the British invasion stuff. Um, yeah and yeah some of the some of the Mad American ones with with crazy names so yeah definitely kind of late 60s for me Mark. yeah definitely and you just mentioned um Woodstock there Have you watched that um the
0: documentary that's been over on Netflix isn't it it was up there,
3: <laughs>
2: was there wasn't it i thought it was like fire festival but on stodo it's like where? Well, fire
3: festivals disney
2: compared to that <laughs> yeah because at least fire festival they were all like influencers and models and mad people who pay three grand a ticket and all that and and you know it's a bit nasty but i can hear people saying when that fire festival came out of oh, it they deserved it you know what i mean if you if you, you don't quite know what you get yourself into you're paying three grands for for, for the festival on some bahamas islands crazy yeah. but that, that train wreck mate i've never seen anything like it um yeah. But even that lineup, um, you know, that that was me years ago. It, it was probably Mark's lineup last week because Mark's went into some of the. <laughs> yeah, kind of stuff, but, you know I mean, the, the oh. likes of corn and Limp biscuit and stuff you like know, that. No,
3: never even into that. I, I, but oh. I, I, don't know, I, I liked. Did yeah, he wear heavy <laughs> enough for him? <them. laughs> I kind of like Jason stuff too, but I was never, I was never massively into corn limp biscuit. But uh, I was. <laughs> 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 and
0: uh, and and how about you, Kenny? What what era would you like to be uh, transported back to?
1: Uh, I'm probably similar to Stay. I'd probably say late sixties, maybe late sixties, early seventies. Potentially, I love um, you know Beatles, Stones, Kinks. I but love all the soul stuff as well. That would have been coming through there, like Sam Cooke and Otis yeah. Redding stuff like that. Um, also, Peter Green's Fleetwood Mac, who I'm massively mm. into. Um, and the kinks, like stuff like that, yeah, man. Well.
0: Yeah. What about you, Mark? Me? Um, well, I'm, I'm. I think the the guy over here is um, is the probably the big giveaway for me. So probably that sort of like, although I was obviously brought up in that kind of era anyway, it'd be nice to sort of maybe been like just a little bit older, just to sort of you know appreciate it uh, a little bit more. But I guess probably to try and be a little bit different from that. I guess the most obvious one is probably sort of like the sort of mid mid six mid to late sixties sort of period really, I think, and obviously similar, similar to you two, to <laughs> be fair.
2: So you're a, you're a southerner, but you're more oasis than Blair. Yeah, that was
0: a no no brainer. Yeah, um, yeah. Heard when did I hear? Remember the um? Now that's what I got. Now, now that's what I call music, uh, like cassettes. So I oh, yeah. I bought one. Uh, I was on holiday, and they had um whatever came on. It was like the very last track, and I I didn't have no idea. I just sat there, just listening to it in the car, anything other than, than whatever was being played on the radio, and uh, that came on, and yeah, that was it. I was just like, right, flip it over try and then work out where it got back to the beginning of the song
2: and um, <laughs> I was off, that was it, dive straight in. That's good seeing that as well, yeah. That, that would have been a good option, kind of early 90s. With yeah. Pops. yeah,
0: definitely, definitely. So for you guys, obviously, you've obviously got quite a different um, mixture of, of sort of influences um, and stuff like that across across everyone in the band, really. But if there was like maybe one cover song that you could maybe introduce into your set, um, what do you think you'd choose? We've
1: got a few. <laughs> Individually.
0: Well, if you if you want to put six well, six six songs into the, you know, obviously don't <laughs> don't don't, <laughs> don't, don't <laughs> take any heavy north stuff out of the set list, obviously. But um <laughs> <laughs> you feel like got...
3: you all kind of like his black keys. We've done a couple of covers of them, haven't we? Oh nice yeah. yeah, yeah always been a sort of mutual source of like influence of everyone and we done a know we did like a black keys um oh, what was it a
2: black keys yeah it was like a club night i think so we, we had yeah. to learn a couple of black keys tunes for the club night back in like i think 2019 when we were just starting out yeah uh, and, and because someone had aired some of our early stuff and um, they said um if we've got a black keys night on i think the heavy north would probably suit that quite well so as mark said we, we learned a couple of covers but i think yeah, there's a few. I mean, we, we did a few during lockdown as well. We did a, a Queens of the Stone Age cover, yeah. Make It With You, and we did uh, Breathe by Pink Floyd. And, and I think that they were ones where, you know, we've got our own different influences and tastes, but they were quite common grounds, a bit like Mark said. Then, you know, it was, we, we, we've all got quite sensible taste when it comes to it. Yeah, sure. And and this is for sort of kind
0: of like for, for each of you really to answer. What would you say has been your proudest moment um, to date Obviously, since since being in the heavy north,
1: um, probably uh, probably the cavern um, selling selling it out on a, on a Wednesday night was brilliant, and like you know, seeing so many supportive people, like a lot of people travelled quite a distance just to come and see us. Yeah, um, on that show on a Wednesday, you know, seeing people taking the time time off work and stuff like that just to come and see us doing doing something we enjoy. It's brilliant.
0: Yeah, sure. Um, and Mark, and how about you? Is is that are you of the same sort of opinion as as as, uh, as Kenny there, or or is there something else for you?
3: It's one of them, but I think um, I think for me, it's just not getting kicked out the band, yes. uh, <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: no, 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 no,
3: no, seriously, seriously though, no. <laughs> I, I think for me, it's the arena. Um, I just, 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 I mean, just I'm only just thinking about this now. To be honest, you're thinking about a time as well, where nothing was going on. And a lot, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of us. I felt like it was, you know, there was nothing, like no sign of anything coming back. To get to just randomly get to play in the middle of the arena was was awesome. Like, so I think that and it's such a weird gig as well because it wasn't even like a typical gig. It's just such a unique, I don't know, unique, which is such a one-off, strange thing that's happened. Yeah, to play in the middle of the arena and stream it in the middle of the pandemic. Like that's quite that's quite an awesome one for me. I'm I'm quite proud of
2: that. Like, yeah, great great choices so far. And Steve, how about you? Uh, I think moving away from, from from the live stuff, which obviously I agree with the lads, I think playing The Cabin sold out on a Wednesday night is incredible. Getting the opportunity to play in the 11000 seat venue during a, a global pandemic, again, incredible experience. But I think for me, um, the periods of us getting the album, um, particularly on on vinyl as well, and that included the moments of like, uh, I think it was Kenny and Jack came to the studio with, like, boxes and boxes in the boots in the back seats of the cars to <laughs> us to take them to the studio, to then us kind of packing them all the way to, like, a week or two later when we're playing the in-stores on Record Store Day and people are asking us to sign them. I think that as a whole kind of experience and that package of self-releasing our own debut album and selling hundreds of copies, most of which in advance, I think that's yeah. got to be the, I think, the me, me proudest moments uh, in the heavy north. Oh, fantastic great great choices there and um we can hear
0: you know in in each, in each of you how generally how proud you are of of each of them um each of them moments so what's kind of like next then for the heavy north what are the what are the plans for the rest of 2022
1: um, well we've got to finish finish our tour off um but start our tour and finish it off <laughs> um, <laughs> we've literally got because it um, electric Soul Machine, we, we had it done for it, for quite a while, waiting for it. We've got a backlog of about thirty odd songs, <laughs> just just wow. waiting to start getting stuck into. So, um, I mean, that's without even trying. To be honest, we probably got more. but right. um, some so, of them are good.
2: Some are half decent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So it's just a case of uh, getting through all them.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think we're, we're, we're long overdue a bit of studio time, as Ken says there, because I think um it, it has been done a couple of festivals over the summer. We have got the tour uh, coming up next month in September, Um depending when um when this show goes out as well, we are also announcing our first overseas gig um uh, shortly after our, our tour as well, our UK tour. So we get to have a little uh, kind of overseas show and a bit of a jolly and a bit of a kind of sign off for the band as well. Uh, and then hopefully come back and, and chip away at, um, at some more recordings in Jose's studio, which hopefully will, you know, I'm sure it won't be too long into the new year, where we'll be releasing some new new material for our fans and followers. Brilliant. Fantastic stuff. And um, unfortunately,
0: that is the end of the podcast. Mark, Steve and Kenny, thank you very much for coming on. Um, I've had an absolute blast. Um, and I hope that the three of you have, um, as well um, we're going to include uh as they've just mentioned there the the UK tour uh, we're going to include the uh the link because I think there's very very limited tickets uh for that tour and we're going to obviously say include that in the episode bio um, along with the gig uh, that they played at the cavern club as well uh, that we, we've touched on earlier um, as I say lads thanks again for coming on um and thank you to the listeners as well for listening to the latest this is the music meets uh podcast um, and i look forward to seeing the three of you and the rest of the band um at the london gig um at the dublin castle uh, in september um lads as i say thanks thanks again um, and i wish the three of you um continued success um, obviously with the tour coming up and obviously um future endeavors it, it sounds very very exciting to me
2: <laughs> nice thanks on a that. lot thanks for um, the opportunity as well thanks for nice